0: Hey guys, Mina here. Just jumping in here to let you guys know we have something so exciting. It's a free masterclass and we created it just for you right now.
1: We keep getting questions. How do I pivot and sell right now? The number one question we get is how can I make more sales? And so we want to teach you how to create a plan to boost your sales and grow your business right now. So if you want this totally free masterclass that we've created for product-based businesses, head over to pivotandsell.com. We'll see you in there.
0: Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales
1: and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kumusita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. And In introducing
0: the other half of the Product Boss, Jacqueline Snyder. She has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even
1: one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my lovely co-host, Mina Kunlo-Sitap. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. All right, all right. So today we are going to talk about how to launch your product on a new sales platform. Yeah, the exciting stuff. We right? get this question so often. Um, so many times you guys are trying to decide, well, I want to launch onto a new sales channel or a new sales platform, but I'm not sure how to do it. What should I do? What should be my first step? Or how, how do I even decide on what sales platform would work for my business? I'm not sure. I'm sure a lot of you feel that way. Yes. So
0: jumping right into this, the first thing of that is deciding what new platform you're going to jump on. Right. So there's lots of options out there. Like if you're going to decide to jump onto Amazon or jump onto wholesale, for example, is your is that market, are those people in on that platform the right for your business and are your customers there? So is that market right for your business and is your customer there?
1: Right. So the idea there is, if you sell wedding gowns, is Amazon the right market for you? It might not be, right? You guys, you might decide wholesale might be the way to go or a, you know, certain trade shows might be the way to go or launching your own website might be the way to go if you're going to decide that you're going to move off of Etsy and try and find a new sales platform, what is that next platform that's right for you? So what we want you guys to think about first is, is the market right for your business? Do you want to sell Amazon? Do you want to do, you know, do you want to be FBA or do you want to be fulfilling it? We have a student that's on Wayfair. She dropships. Does that work for her business? if you're going to sell wholesale to retailers, are you prepared to prep for wholesale? Do you have the margins built in that you can sell wholesale? Are you ready to ship products and create line sheets and you know sell to retailers? So first and foremost, you guys have to, d- to look at the platform, think about the growth that you can make and decide, is this first, is this right for my business?
0: Yeah. And as you can see, we're not saying your website, your own website as part of this? Because that second part of that question, the latter part was, is your customer there? If you're just starting and you just have your product and you just are starting your website, that question, are your customers there, is probably a no. Your customers don't know you exist on that website. So that's why we're talking about platforms that exist and how you can get onto a new platform.
1: And this doesn't take away from the fact that we we do want you to start a website eventually when it's right for mm-hmm. your business. It's important. You guys will own your website, right? It's like, it's your, your environment, your store, you can control things there. It's not always right for people right away. So then the second part is, is your customer there? Like Mina said, yeah, sure. There's a discoverability in your website sort of being that star in the universe, but is your customer there? It goes back to that idea of wedding gowns on Amazon. Is a customer searching for wedding gowns on Amazon? Probably not. But if you're looking for patio furniture, is somebody looking for patio furniture on Wayfair? Yeah. So if you have the ability to sell that there, perfect. Um, So it's just thinking about if the customer even shows up on the the sales channel that you're looking to get onto.
0: Yeah, for sure. So that is really just making that decision, kind of sitting down thinking, okay, what is the ideal customer that is Calling to me, and um, is that market right for my business? And you have to answer that. And then, is my customer there? Then we move on to okay, so now that you decided what platform, what should you do from there? And so, the next step would be to start with your bestseller. Mm-hmm. Again, something you hear us talk about all the time, but that's because your bestseller is very easy for you to speak on and sell. Right? So if you decide, oh, I want to go to wholesale, then saying to somebody, this is our best seller, People, customers love this, we get so, you know this many sales, um, other resellers actually um, sell out of this really quickly, it gives them a
1: reason to
0: start up that partnership with you
1: hmm This is a question. I mean, this is probably question number two that we get most from our students in multi machine and from our masterminders, right? First is, well, I want to sell in what platform and exactly what the questions we asked you in that first section. The second part is, okay, I've decided that I want to sell on the sales platform. Now, what do I sell? And oftentimes people will feel like they should sell everything. So going back to the idea of Amazon, I know it's not right for everybody, but let's just go back to that idea. Somebody might think, all right, cool, I'm going to sell on Amazon and now I'm going I'm to load up my entire product category.
0: Literally, that's like their number one question to me is, so should I load up like 12 at a time, 24 listings at a time?
1: No, one or two at a time. <laughs> And try it. You guys have to optimize it. You guys have to, to settle into it. You have to decide like, does this work for you? You want to, you need to get the engine warmed up and moving. So Mm -hmm. we absolutely don't say to do all the things. We even had this question. I think we were in multi-machine live the other day and um, somebody was talking about selling wholesale and their thing was, you know, I want to sell wholesale. All these retailers want to buy, buy my product, but they're online. Um, and I'm not sure if I should work with them or sell to them because it's going to compete with me online. Right. And the idea was, and so she was like, cause I think in her head, she was thinking she sells everything to everyone, to her customer on her website. She sells everything to her wholesale vendors. And I, I said to her, I was like, you have a wholesale, wholesale collection then, and you have special things that you sell on your website. You guys have the ability to narrow down. It's going to be easier for you to sell your best seller to a buyer at a retail store than it's going to be for you to sell something that you can't move yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's, so when we talk about leaning into your best sellers, that's the thing you can scale. If everybody wants it, it's because there's something there. And a buyer is going to want it just as much as a general customer is going to want it.
0: Right. And it becomes a win-win situation, right? You are proudly getting into a store and they're able to sell it and make money as well. You're able to make money and it becomes a true partnership, which al- always should be a win-win situation.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, if we even go back to the Pure Vita episode that we had with um, Jared. So he had said, you know, when they went wholesale, they had bracelets. And they just did variations of their best sellers, which were these bracelets. And when they sold to retailers, they had a very beautiful, you know, point of sale display. And it was just stacks of the bracelets. They could sell the bracelets all day, every day, because you also want your retailer or the platform you're selling to to be successful. We're not on there to move stuff that doesn't move. It won't move there if you can't move it yourself. So you definitely want to sell your best seller. And I also want to just say, it's something that you could scale right so it's something that you could produce more of when you are going to to launch on a new sales platform if you're doing something custom that's fine but even the best custom like the the businesses that we work with that are multi-million dollar businesses that have custom products they weren't selling the custom products on the bigger scale they might be doing custom direct to customer but anything that they were getting on another platform was something that they could scale and mass produce even if it's still handmade.
0: Yeah, and you know really with wholesale too you really want it to be in the reorders, right? Mm-hmm. And oftentimes you get those reorders if the best seller is there because you know it'll sell and you know that you can equip them with the right tools in order to sell it.
1: Yeah, pink dress sells out, they can buy more of those pink dresses. They don't want to sell out of a pink dress because their customers love it and then they're coming back to you and like we want more pink dresses. You're like, "Sorry," but I have this blue dress. No, no, we want the pink dress. Right. So you want to be able to scale that.
0: Right. So now we have your decision on the new platform. We have your bestseller ready to go. You've picked your bestseller. And now what do you do, Jacqueline?
1: So you're going to create a project plan with a timeline and action steps on how you're going to get there. So you've decided, I'm going to get on this new platform. You know the product you're going to sell. And now you're thinking, okay. How, how and when am I going to get here? Ask yourself, are you going to do this now? Is this a project for now or is this a project for later? And if you decide for later, when? Pick a month, pick a date, give yourself those tasks in that project to think. And, and you may also have to ask yourself, how long will this take for you to do this, right? Because maybe you are thinking about scaling a product and getting onto a new platform, but you might have to order more materials or figure out how to scale it. So you guys have to, as business owners, create a project plan once you're going to set something in motion and how you're going to get there.
0: Yeah. I think that's one of the questions we get all the time as well is how do I launch on here? Well, the launch is really a, Project plan that you're putting onto a calendar and breaking it down into action items, even if it is getting on Amazon, even if it is getting into wholesale, even if it's getting on Etsy, right? Thinking about the keywords, thinking about the listing, thinking about the photos, thinking about, you know, calling those wholesalers and getting the buyers' names. What is the system that you're building into this action plan that you need to do that you've broken up the project into tasks? that will be completed by a certain date.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in each sales channel and is going to have a different type of thing. Some things are kind of plug and play and you could just decide. I mean, really ultimately on Amazon, if you wanted to fulfill it yourself, you could go on today, sign up for Amazon (laughs) get your product listed and start shipping if people start buying from you. But if it's wholesale, for example, there's an aspect of getting photos, pricing your product correctly, creating collections, having land sheets, getting in front of retailers, it's a longer play but you would plan out for when you want to be in retail shops for what season. What are some other platforms? I know we keep toggling because wholesale is my sweet spot and Amazon's yours.
0: (laughs) I know we keep talking about those too. I would say like even if you wanted to get on Zulily, for example, or Wayfair or Walmart or other flash deal sites aside from Zulily. But, you know, the first part of that is just knowing where to go, right? So it starts with, you know, deciding on the platform and, and getting on there, but finding... The first part of a project plan is to research what you need to do. So, for example, where is the link to sign up? Is there a contact person? That's why wholesale starts with what's the buyer's name, right? With Amazon, it's where's the link to sign up, and with Zulily, is what's the department and how do I contact them,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: So, Etsy would be where do I sign up as well, right? Um, your own website would be what platform am I going to build my website on? And, and then I guess if you had your your own email list, you could essentially be creating that right now.
1: I think another one that people talk about a lot when times are normal, that there's in-person, right? So right. if you're going mm-hmm. to a craft fair or a trade show or a farmer's market, we actually got a question recently about virtual, virtual mm-hmm. markets. Um, so if that's a question, you guys decide, okay, Where are the virtual markets and what's that first next step, which would be finding the link to sign up. Mm -hmm. And then, and what's the timeline? If it's something live like that, like a virtual market, there's a date that it's going to happen and you're going to have to decide whether you can get prepared in that timeline versus, you know certain open platforms you can kind of apply and get on when it happens.
0: Yeah. I love that example. If we kind of roll with that a little bit more, it's like you research, you find the link of who to contact to sign up for that, that trade show or let's say farmer's market. Then you look at the price. Who can I do it? Can you look at the calendar? Who can I put it into my project plan? What is my booth going to look like? Um, what products am I going to sell? Um, do I need to send things to production? Um, am I going to have special deals during that time? Right. These are all the same things for every single platform. And then when we say start with your bestseller as a second step, you may start with your bestseller when it comes to trade shows as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So put those out in the front. How are you going to display those? How are you going to talk about them? Are you going to have different variations of your bestseller? Are you going to show other places it's been featured? You know, so that really is thinking about the timeline and the project plan that's based off of your bestseller and whatever platform you're initially starting with.
1: Right. So, you know, I love Mina for this as my business partner, because she's excellent at creating plans and making sure Mm -hmm. that we get to them, you know, like having the step by step. And so that would definitely be the thing that you guys need to think about how, how do I get there? How long will it take? And it's okay. Like you'll just create the plan. That's what business owners do. They create they vision for their businesses. They have strategy for their business. They decide on where what they're going to do next to help their business level up. And then there's a plan created and there's action taken. And a hundred percent,
0: they put it into their calendar.
1: Mm-hmm. Things there's, don't
0: happen unless you guys put it into your calendar and then track it. So you know how we always say like things that, things that aren't tracked don't grow. So it's like things that don't put it get put into the calendar don't happen. Mm-hmm. That's really what it comes down to. So the project plan needs to eventually have a timeline and go into the calendar. Right.
1: Okay, so the project is set in motion. You guys are up on that new sales pl- platform. And now what do you do? So the next thing that you do, Mina, is? You push traffic there. So even if
0: you're at a farmer's market and you think people are going to walk by, you want to push your own traffic. Even if it's on Amazon, Wayfair, Zulily, push your own traffic. Even if it's a wholesaler and um, the stockists that you have, push people to that particular boutique. It does a couple things. It creates the sense of excitement to all of your customers, but also it's a goodwill type of thing where you're pushing traffic to whoever it is, even if it's competing
1: with you, because you want that initial launch to do well. Okay. And ears up as you're listening to this, you might be sewing or making something or shipping something Your kids screaming. (laughs) Even if it competes with you, you still send traffic there. Okay, guys? Because all of this effort of you guys put getting your product on a new platform, spending the time to create this project, doing all the things. So again that that idea of the the student I talked to you about that she is approached by all of these you know retail wholesale retailers and she's like it's going to compete with me online. That's okay because it's a short period of time that it's going to compete as you're sending traffic, as you're kind of churning that machine and you're getting it started they will come back to you and buy. It's, it, it comes down to convenience. It comes down to the trust factor. A lot of us buy things on Amazon because our credit cards are stored, our shipping addresses are stored. We can get it quickly. Um, people who, you know, sell on Etsy, it's because they're used to Etsy. If they're discovering you, um, if you're selling to a retailer, the most important thing that you do is you build that relationship with that retailer. We used to, when I worked for that celebrity, we would get press placement, People Magazine, Us Weekly, blogs, all these things. And we wouldn't send the traffic if we had just landed a new retailer, like we were in Lisa Klein, huge store in LA. Um, If we had landed that, which was a giant land in the press, we'd be like available at Lisa Klein on Robertson. Because if she does well, if she sells it, she will then reorder from us and build that relationship and that is long term. That is something that is the bread and butter of your business. So how we've talked about sales channels like certain things getting knocked out from under you, these these platforms that you're building creating relationships for and getting a new customer base, those will be there for you when something else goes away. Yeah, I love that example because you know, we're initially pushing that traffic
0: now but another to do on this would be to keep those same photos screenshot you know hey we launched on you know amazon zula or we're at this farmers market so you can show that later on to reinforce your credibility as a business. Mm-hmm. So same with Jacqueline saying that they push traffic to Lisa Klein. That gives her so much credibility as a business. And then it's not like one time that she shows that she's there, right? She's pushing traffic there now, but she should also push traffic to there again later on in her content.
1: When Mita tells you guys that she sells on Walmart, don't you think that sounds amazing? Oh my God, mm-hmm. you sell on Walmart? <laughs> it's amazing, right? Like so many of us would want to do that or um, I'm number one seller on Amazon or I sell to Nordstrom's or Macy's or, you know, big businesses that would give her business clout or your business clout. So that's the idea here too, right? So like you're basically backing up your business. You're showing that your business is a big business or a mm-hmm. business that has- um, uh, Like trust badges and trust. validators. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. But there's those trust factors that are built in by having these partnerships, right, and they view you as someone who takes their business seriously
0: and takes their customer relationship seriously. so they're more apt to buy from you because they're like, "Oh, I'm supporting this small business, but at the same time, the small it is a small business. It's not like they're going to be gone in you know." two months and I'll be left on my own with this product.
1: So if I told you that I had a cosmetics brand and now we're in Sephora, would you think I was big time? Oh my gosh. I would love it. Right. So, and then the other, the other side to big time is when you look at, let's just go back to Amazon and it has, you guys all know this when you're buying stuff, something has 1500 reviews with like four and a half stars and something has five stars, but two reviews. You're probably going to go to the 1500 review one. So that also by pushing traffic, by asking for the reviews, the same thing on Etsy or um, by a a brand that's somewhat bigger than you or a store that's bigger than you that's saying I trust this brand I'm selling it I back it those are all those little signals that you'll send your customer that will reinforce your brand and have them continue to buy from you on any platform in such a simple way too right they're recognizing that
0: logo you're pushing traffic there they're like ooh she's on you know amazon now or or whatever because you trust amazon so it kind of filters over to that level of your brain of, Oh, I can trust her as well. Um, something that I do with my kids is that they can earn apps, even if it's a get app, which is free, they have to earn it. And the only way they the only apps they can earn towards are the ones that have at least a thousand reviews. Oh. So they go through and look at the number of stars because I won't let them, um, download one that's going to be like glitchy or overrun with ads or whatever. And the way that I know is because they have at least a
1: thousand reviews. Mm -hmm. So smart. I have to do that with my son. (laughs) (laughs) He smuggles on the like little get apps. (laughs) Um, So yeah. So I hope that this was clear and helpful to you because I know that it sometimes feels overwhelming on those decisions to take to launch your product on a new sales platform. But just as sort of a recap, we want you to decide on a new platform. Decide if the market is right for you and your business and if your customer's there. Then we want you to start with your best sellers, something you could speak all day, every day on That's that you know will sell. Then we want you to create a project plan with a timeline and action steps on how you're going to get there. And then finally, once you're there, we want you to push traffic to it. Even if it competes with you, still send traffic to it to get it started. hmm And then also I'm going
0: to add on a fifth because I did mention it was create a file folder for each one. So you can promote it again later on. I actually screenshot the reviews that I get in my seller messages on Amazon. So I can email, put it in emails later. Smart for example. Yeah. So thanks everybody. Hopefully that helps. And we're excited to see all the new platforms that you will be launching on. Hey, one last thing before you go. We created this podcast as a reminder that you are not alone in this. Growing a product-based business is not easy and we are so happy to help you through it. So thank you so much for listening
1: because we truly appreciate it. And thank you to those of you that have already left a review. We want to give a special shout out to you. Thank you. We couldn't do this without you. We read every single one of these reviews, including this one from Project Moment Designs. They say, ever since coming across the Product Boss podcast, there's been limitless ways where I have felt better prepared and showing up for my business and my projects. Jacqueline and Mina can be seen as the product boss angels as they both share a ton of insights that are so applicable to any type of business and for any situation, especially now with such abrupt changes from the pandemic. I attribute many of my new campaign ideas from these two ladies and their courses. I joined MultiStream stream machine in March and before where I was acting out of fear, I felt so encouraged and confident to keep moving forward and connecting with my audience. My business project moment designs had its best month in April ever with online sales, all because of the strategies and guidance from these wonderful ladies and the community. I 500% recommend for any product-based business to welcome the product boss community into your journey. Wow. Wow. So kind of you to say, and you guys know, we love reading these, these mean so much to us and they help our business and they help us reach more people and actually help more small product-based businesses, which you know, is our mission in our lives. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey guys, wait, before you go, we want to remind you that we've created this incredible masterclass. It is totally free. It is our pivot and sell masterclass where we are going to teach you how to create a plan to boost your sales and grow your business right now. You do not want to miss this. It's totally free. So Mina, where should they go? Go to pivotandsell.com
0: and you guys can get that free masterclass and get started on creating a plan to boost your sales right now.